Hey guys, welcome Case. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, great. Uh, it's been it's been tough times, I guess, for uh, for everyone with the whole uh, you know uh, Corona period. And we actually kind of wanted to just check in on you, how you were doing, and, and how uh, how you've been holding up. You know? Yeah, I've been fine. I've been. There's no real point of complaining. You know? I mean, it is what it is, and it's tough for everyone. But uh, I mean, I'm just making music, trying to do the best of it. You know, come up with solutions in in the meantime. You know. Mm, of course, uh, but it's fine. It's fine. Of course, and uh, health-wise, all good. No, uh, all fine. I mean, no actually, problem. better than ever. I mean, since since there hasn't been any tours, you know, I feel healthier than ever. Yeah, you're, you're potential to <laughs> too much alcohol. Beast. Uh, yeah, no, not yeah, only hitting the gym, you know, and um, you know, doing that as a side thing, you know. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. But did that go during? times of corona and uh, the quarantine life did that passion grow yeah no the thing is uh, i mean I, i worked out a lot when i was young like 10 years ago uh, i was really into it then when music took over you know you become a you know studio person you just sit in the studio all the time so when everything got canceled last year i was like you know i, I was smoking and stuff and i was my last tour was really heavy you know it was a lot of alcohol and a lot of smoking stuff so i was like you know i'm not feeling too well i want to do something about it so i was just trying to hit the gym and then i got back into it you know so so what i actually did was on the same day i started working out i quit smoking quit drinking or at least i put drinking on pause at least uh, <laughs> and then uh, yeah i started working out every day you know and now it's been a little bit more than a year and yeah it feels good You still work out every day? Every day. I what take a day out here and there, but yeah, pretty much every day. What's your split? What's your workout split? I do push, pull, leg, push, pull, leg, push, pull, leg. Push, pull, right leg. now. I, I try to switch it up a little bit. but Okay, you never, you never skip leg day. No, that's what I wanted to say. I want to say never, <laughs> never. skip leg. No, I do like <laughs> twice a week now. Ah, okay. I mean, it's very important. I mean, I do, I especially I do legs and stuff. For and glutes for for my golf because I play a lot of golf in the summer and yeah, uh, for sure. so that's actually why I focus a lot on legs and stuff. Are the are the driving ranges open now with like yeah. open weather but also yeah, they, corona wise? Yeah, yeah, they're open. So we the the rules and stuff is quite nice in Sweden. Luckily, you know, um, so it's not that strict. But um, but the golf the range is open, but I mean it's really cold, you know. So I haven't really been out there. Okay, what's your what's your favorite club to work? Are you more of a wood guy or a seven? Nah, I'm a driver guy. Driver guy? Yeah, I am. I want to hit as far as I can. <laughs> you want to hit as far? Okay, well that's that's great. Keep that 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 mentality in mind. You know that that takes you far. So you were saying uh, you were talking about your last tour. Where was your last uh, tour? It was in Asia. It was Taiwan, um, Japan, Indonesia. No, not Japan. Yeah, no, it was it was my album tour. Um, no, that was 2009. Yeah, 2019. It's been so long ago. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you have to skip a year. But yeah. yeah, it was Japan to Indonesia to China, and then I did a couple of Europe, and mm -hmm. then I ended it in Taiwan. Yeah, and then I went home, and I actually left when I went from from my tour home i went i, I left my last show was in wuhan actually oh, really oh wow yeah and i mean i was just yeah i mean I, if i would have been there a couple more days 
they did like a full on, like you couldn't travel in and out. Wow. They shut it down. Yeah. So I was like, really like, I had no idea, obviously, but I mean, after I was like, Hey, I, I was just there. I was there, um, so yeah. That was kind of crazy. Yeah, no. And of the the places you've been during touring, but also uh, on holidays, what's your favorite place in the whole world? Mm, favorite place? I mean, I love America because I used to live there. I had I have great memories from from being in Vegas with my wife and and stuff like that. Uh, Did you live in Las Vegas or somewhere else? Yeah, we lived in Vegas. Uh, but then I, I love Tokyo. Japan is absolutely amazing. It's definitely one of my favorite places. Uh, and I have amazing fans in Japan too. So it's really special for me every time I go to Japan. Yeah, no, I can imagine. Obviously, the food is great, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I've never been to Japan. For me, the only reason to go to Japan is, you know, the food. Well, you know, like I'm a big sushi eater, I love sushi and stuff. But as, as you can imagine, the sushi isn't quite the same. You know, it is really good. But it's not that Western inspired. Oh, for sure. No mayonnaise over over everything and that kind of stuff. No, no chili mayo. They they did not know what chili mayo was, but yeah, but it's still really good. Yeah, no, I can imagine. I can imagine. And so comparing the past year to the year before, obviously we've been almost been like a year in, in lockdown over here. But you know, what have what have the big changes been for you in the in the past year? Well, despite my health and that whole health journey, yeah. stuff, you know, I, I've been I've been just trying to, you know, because as I said, all I can do is trying to focus on my music and mm-hmm. uh, and trying to like develop it, you know. Uh, and I I really wanted to do this kind of new synthy sound uh, that I'm premiering this year. So mm-hmm. so that's just what I've been focusing on, you know, uh, trying to take that as far as possible. So I yeah, I'm really excited to to show my fans uh, all these songs I've been doing. For the past months and stuff. Yeah. And where you get your inspiration from nowadays? Because I can imagine that during touring, you know, you get a lot of inspiration. Yeah. I mean, I, normally I get it from like environment, natures, and when I travel, like I get it from that. So it, that is quite challenging, you know. And I am one of those type of uh, artists that I, I do like to to test out my songs before I release them, you know, yeah. not because the way it sounds, because I trust my speakers, I trust my studio, yeah. but the reaction, I miss the reaction, you know, because, you know, sometimes you can change something that, that makes a huge impact on your song, you know, reaction wise. So I'm missing that. That's quite challenging to not trying to really figure out like, how would this sound if I would play this live in front of mm-hmm. an audience? Yeah. But where do you get your inspiration from nowadays then? I mean, I think fantasy. I'm trying to imagine, you know, like daydreaming kind of almost. And that's where my inspiration is right now, I feel, you know. Um, just yeah, trying to imagine like, oh, how would this sound? And then I picture something in my head. I'm like, okay, let's go with that. I, I, I don't know, honestly. That's and, and how do you uh, test records? You know, I know a lot of people, obviously everyone, basically you test your records when, you, when you're on tour and, and when you play, so you check the crowd. And now I think the only crowd is the people you love <laughs> at home. Yeah. And the I mean, yeah, I mean, number, first, the, the, the first stop is Samantha, my wife. You know? yeah. She's the one, and she hears all my music all the time. And I know when she goes, oh, that sounds good. I know I'm on the right track, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's number one, but then... I do regular stuff like that. probably everybody. I have everything from the car to to laptop speakers to 
uh, when I'm at the gym, sometimes I listen to different type of headphones, not just studio headphones, but in-airs. And, and, and like, I think it's really important to try out stuff where normal people would listen. Like, for example, most people have in-airs, you know, like they're listening at the gym with in-airs and stuff. So if it sounds good in those headphones, you, I feel like you're on the right track. Yeah, for sure. No, that's smart. I think a lot of people just try to, or producers, they try to make sure their records sound good on the big speakers, and then yeah, it good on the small, bad on the small speakers. They're like, yeah, I don't really care. But yeah, I think seventy percent consumes their their music on on in ears or on small speakers, laptop speakers. You know, so right? Smart. Very smart. Yeah, I mean, um, as I said, not not everybody's gonna listen to to your music through like super studio monitors, you know, like the majority of people is normal people that listen to it like normal people, like headphones or mm. laptops or I, even on the phone and stuff, you know? Mm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, new sound wise, you mentioned, you know, you're, you're working on more of a synth wave and then you're, you're, you can't wait to kind of show uh, the fans how it goes. Like we've released Temperature uh, two weeks ago and, and is yeah. that like a, um, uh, an example of, of the sound that we will see on, on, on the upcoming yeah, well, well, Temperature is the one song that was from last year, a demo that I, I was playing. And uh, it's it's not, so the other songs that are coming are way more towards the synthy sound, but it, it was kind of an introduction because it has kind of some elements and stuff mixed up with the traditional K sound. So mm. it was kind of like kind of maybe a little crossover, you know, um, so slowly introduce the sound, I, you know, and not make it too drastic, maybe. So, sure. so they will be more, you know, towards the synthy sound for each release. I feel, you know. Yeah, no, I can imagine. And and inspiration wise, you obviously just mentioned like fantasy and and the whole synthwave part of the new sound. Like, where where did that come from? You watched a video, a movie, and you were like, hey, this sounds dope, or you woke up one day with like, yep, this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, kind of, kind of. No, okay. I, well, no, I've been wanting to do that sound for a long time. Like, I, I've, I've made records before, um, which I've tried out that has really, like, a lot of those sounds, uh, a lot of 80s sounds. I mean, I have a song called Satellites, My City, and, and like, a couple of demos that I played on Reveal the Radio over the years, which my fans is like, oh, this is so 80s, you know? Mm. And my sounds, my melodies are very 80s to begin with. You know, like my my song "We Are Legends" with Hardwell is like really inspired by Final Countdown, Europe kind of thing. You know, uh, so so it's always been there. You know, it just I've always wanted to take it to the kind of next level where it's more kind of like really old school sounds. Um, I just haven't find the right moments. Always wait, look at this. There you go. Uh, there we go. Uh, there he is. Likes streaming in right now. Woof, 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 woof. <laughs> <laughs> He's so What's cute. He's zero. Yeah. Oh, man. This is like hugging. Oh, my God. Is this the new, uh, the new cat? The new, new, it's the new little cat? one. Yeah. Oh, cute. Man. How old is she? she? Uh, what? 16 weeks? 16 weeks. 16. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, okay. Nice. Oh, thank you. Look at it. Look at it. He's just, he's just chilling. Oh, oh, cute. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm allergic to cats. Otherwise, I would have oh, had, really? like, would have had like eight or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking to get a dog, 
I'm more of a dog person, but I need to fight with my girlfriend. Like, you know, what are we going to do? Right. I have a dog. dog. I have two cats and one dog. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you showed me exactly. Yeah. yeah. Are you planning to, to expanding the the animal family or? uh... Uh, No, I mean, here's the thing. So, so I had two dogs to begin with uh, from 10 years back and then um, the music took over. I moved to America. Uh, so luckily my parents helped me with those two dogs while I was in America. Uh, and then I met my wife and she had two cats. And I was never really a cat person. And then I got really used to them and they were really special cats, you know. So I fell in love with cats all of a sudden. And then we moved back to Sweden and all of a sudden I had two cats and two dogs, you know. So it was like yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. at home. Um, but yeah, now, unfortunately, last year, one of our cat and one of our dogs passed away uh, at the same time. It was really like a terrible moment. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Yeah, so so that's why we got a little zero now. And, and but that that's pretty much it. You know, we we're not gonna expand anymore. That's uh, that's wow. good for now. Yeah. Come here. Come yeah, no, I can imagine. Let him join. Yeah. I started Q and A with him. So how do you yeah. like mixed music? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nice. So um, obviously, you know, you've been working a lot with Nino. The latest record is also also with Nino. Is that a record you guys wrote uh, during uh, the lockdown, or is that something that's been in the works for a, for a longer time? No. Well, so the thing with me and Nino, first of all, Nino and I are really, really good friends. Uh, but Nino is so damn talented, and when it comes to writing, not just him, having him featured on my songs, but we we like to to work together on everything, um, even though he's not the singer on, on that record he's maybe a part of writing it and, and so on so on and i help him um so we are tr- kind of like a you know behind the scene team kind of you know it's not a duo but like yeah we, we work together a lot you know and there, there's a lot of djs and artists who, who does that with, with other people they have like their songwriters and stuff and you know it's definitely a part of of my career right now um mm-hmm. writes a lot with me mm-hmm. so uh, but yeah temperature was like because you know, uh, we wanted, now we wrote that. Yeah, it was during the Christmas, I think we wrote. We wrote Temperature. Um, and then we have, we have actually had one more song this year I can announce together, featured with Nino. Oh, oh scoop, scoop, there we go. Yeah. Uh, we have one more uh, really special song together, uh, which I'm really excited for. It's kind of a different vibe. Um, okay, uh, well, well, we'll stay tuned for that, I guess. Right. No more secrets here. Hey, um, so how how important is it to uh, for a career um, uh, to have uh, a team that really works the way you and Nino work? Like, do you feel that's something you you would recommend to to young producers Absolutely. starting out? Absolutely. So, so like the thing is, I learned the hard way because I've always been that type of artist and, and as a person, I always want to do everything by myself. I, I believe that I can learn and I want to like be proud of myself, not asking for help or all that. I've always been like that, you know, and it's that because of that, it always took me a long time to finish everything, you know, mm-hmm. and to learn and, and process and go forward. Yeah. And then I started to realize, Hey, you know, it's not bad to ask for help or try because in the end, Two versus one is going to be faster. And yeah. so on, so on, you know, you need to create a team around you. Um, and um, so, yeah, you know, I started like I have 
I have a mastering friend now. I, I have people that are mixing my music. Uh, and then I work a lot with different people like Nino and I. We're sitting on Zoom like we like how we are doing now and just writing stuff, you know. Um, because, yeah, you know, you get the best results when you do more than one. Yeah, for sure. So, like, the ego has to go down sometimes, you know. Um, <laughs> and not be too proud. Totally. totally. And besides creating a, a big team or a good team of um, people you trust around you, what's your biggest tip for beginning producers? Who are watching this right now? I mean, patient is the, is the number one tip. I mean, people say all these cliches, but patient, like the thing is, there is, because you see artists during the, your journey that just takes off, you know? Like I come from the same generation as Avicii and Hardwell and all this, right? We I started at the same time, but it took me way longer, you know? Uh, because sometimes some people take off and sometimes you have to take the long road and that is completely fine. The good thing is when you take the long road and it takes you longer time, is that you're going to create a lot of experience. So once it's your turn and once it's your turn to shine, you're going to come with some amazing skills and some amazing experience and be mm -hmm. ready, you know, and not be run over by pressure and anxiety or mm -hmm. whatever, you know. So patient for me is the key, I feel. Patience is key. Yeah. Yeah. And what, I mean... If we take it five years from now, what are your biggest dreams and goals to still achieve? Well, my, my number one goal is a Grammy. Uh, wow, so nice one. With my mu own music or not, you know, that's, that's been one of my goals for a long time. And then if I'm talking as an artist, um, obviously things as Ultra, Tomorrowland, cool stuff like that, it's up there. Um, but I mean... I try to not think too much. I have my my bars and my goals. Um, and then, you know, I've had the same ones forever. And then I just take step by step and trying to just focus on making a really good record right now. Yeah, for sure. And you just mentioned you wanted to, one of the goals being, uh, you know, uh, winning or being nominated for a Grammy. I think both are, are equally. Yeah, amazing. I mean, I just, um, you know. But if so, so for your own music or for something else you're involved with. So if you weren't making the sound you're making with case, yeah, if you were like, okay, you can go to a studio, but you can't ma make the case sound, what kind of right. sound would you be making? I don't know, pop music. I mean, I love pop music, you yeah. know. Um, and the thing is, pop music the, the, it's, it's, a, it's a genre where you can literally use anything. I mean, you know. Uh, pop is literally anything. So yeah, I mean pop music, but then I, I love to make rock music. I love to make all types of things, but mm -hmm. I think pop music in general. And if you Unless uh, one if you, step further, if you weren't a DJ, if you weren't an artist, what would you be? If you hadn't had the career you have right now, professional ice skater for sure. <laughs> well, you know, no, but the thing is, um, my whole life I, I I was into sport. I did all types of sports when I was young. Uh, play. I wanted to be a footballer and and I wanted to be a golf pro and stuff, but you know, everything happens for a reason and I ended up making music. I, I, I would say I would want to be a professional golfer, but I know I don't have those skills to be a professional golfer, so it's I mean, it's hard. Something in sports. Yeah, probably. Okay. Okay, okay, and um, kind of looping back to the, the production side of things because you know that's my expertise um, uh, if you could name like a top three commercial 
uh, artists you could work with, like dreamwise. Uh, obviously, for me, I would always want to work with uh, um, uh, Quincy Jones. Like, be being with him in the studio would be a dream right. for me. Uh, what kind of people do you have uh, in your mind? Uh, it's yeah, it's a tricky one because there are there are dreams to just be in, as you said, be in a studio and just work on whatever music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, for example, like if that would be the case, then Max Martin. Like, I, I would love to jump in the studio with Max Martin. Like, can sure. you imagine the experience you will learn? Like, yeah. holy shit, you know? Um, but if I talk about my brand, like to make something with Case, um, there is so many. I mean, I've always said that I would love to work with uh, Sia and, you know, there's Bruno Mars and, you know, all these amazing uh, idols. I don't know. And then, you know, there's DJs, David Guetta, Martin Garrix, you know, mm. cool stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. And if you kind of kind of turn that around to like a lot of people who, who would be watching this right now, it's like a lot of people would like to have a collab with you, I guess. And a lot of revealed producers, revealed fans. Like how would you go about uh, somebody reaching out to you and being like, hey, I want to collab with you. What, what would your answer be? Well, I mean... Uh, uh... Right now, I don't have a demo. I, I'm actually going to set that up soon this year so I can start receiving some demos and stuff again. Um, oh. But I've always said, I mean, I, sometimes people uh, send me stuff and I listen. Uh, I might not respond, but I will respond if it's, if it's good. I mean, I don't, in the end, I don't really care who I'm making a song with as long as it's really unique. Yeah. You know, the thing is, the only thing, I, I'm, I'm not picky, but at the same time, it needs to be something that I can't figure out myself. Like, you know, like some, sometimes I get demos, people want to collab with me and they send me something that is very obvious. Mm -hmm. That is kind of like where I'm not like really working. Like for me, it's way cool to make a collab with something that is not obvious. Yeah, you know, yeah, something sure. that's like, wow, that's cool. You know, instead of like, yeah, okay, but that sounds like me. You yeah. know? Something so that that's kind of where I am. Huh? Something that adds to the equation, like something new. Yeah, you know, because otherwise I could, I, you know, if it sounds like it's inspired by me, then I, I could, you know, just make a solo song, you know? Yeah, for so sure. That, that's, but I think that's a good tip when it comes to sending music to any artist. It's not just me that thinks like that. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, believe in yourself and whatever you send and don't like try to make a replica of, you know, mm -hmm. that yeah. person that you're sending it to. For sure, and and obviously, you know, you receive receive music a, a lot uh, on a daily basis, I guess. And uh, is that something you've uh, you've come across like uh, more often? At least that's something I've come across more often. Is that the music uh, gets to start uh, to sound repetitive, like everything sounds like one another? Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, here's the thing: it's it, whatever genre you do, whatever genre you're into, it's always going to sound very for every moment and every generation, it's going to sound repetitive. It thinks gonna, people are going to take inspiration from each other. Uh, the thing is, the problem is not a problem, but the thing what we have to accept also is that there is so, so much music in the EDM scene. Mm -hmm. Every week, there's hundreds of thousands of songs getting released, you know, and, you know, all these artists want to receive a lot of streams and a lot of attention, which generates copy and paste you know uh, and that's just how it is and that's a good thing also because that means that the genre edm music is still really really popular 
you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in my opinion, like I, I, I've always done myself. You know, I've always just. I, I don't really care about what's trending and what's not. The only thing that's important is that you you keep yourself fresh. You know, don't be outdated. You yeah. know, that's one thing. You know, like there's. It's a big difference between believing in your own sound and believing in what you love to do and get stuck. You know, you need to still like I I make a lot of progressive house and it's kind of like from back when I fell in love with house music, you know, Mm -hmm. but I still try to develop it, you know, and make something new and fresh with it. So I think that's really important. But I also the most difficult part to keep yourself fresh, because sometimes people don't feel as if they're outdated. So maybe key is. How do you keep yourself fresh? Well, first, I think you need to listen to people. For example, if you have a label um, uh, that you're working with, uh, and it's important that the label um, it's oh, I got a notification. Uh, it's important that the label is honest to you too. You know, like if you send something, they're like, yeah, you know, mm, doesn't feel that, uh, you know, you can do this or this or this, whatever. Like at least that you have a team to talk to, you know, and if you don't, if you're just by yourself, I mean, uh, looking at my own my own uh, situation when I didn't have a team, I feel like, uh, I mean, you, you just got to be honest to yourself, I feel, you know, uh, and compare your music to others. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, and maybe expect... It's a tough, it's a tough question. I mean, that that's what makes you a good artist or not, if you can hear that you know mm-hmm. and i think it also makes you a good a and r if you can hear it right Joel? yeah <laughs> well you know no, you, no, try, you try you yeah. try yeah well that, that is a very big step an important role for an a and r you know um, to be able to hear something like that yeah, yeah. for sure but um, I would like to know a little bit more about touring. For example, you mentioned that testing your music is really uh, important to the to the audience. What's your best stage? Um, I would like to say memory, or maybe what was your best moment on stage? Uh, I have many. I mean, in, in general, um, well, I have one really cool memory. Uh, that was 2019. I did. Uh, I was in um, I was in Holland to do Dance Valley Festival uh, on the main stage, and then I was gonna go and head uh, close the main stage at Lake Dance Festival. Oh. And the cool thing with that was I ha- I didn't have enough time to go from one festival to another, uh, so I had to hire a helicopter. And I hate I'm terrified of helicopters. I, me and my wife almost crashed one time with a helicopter mm. in Vegas. Whoa. Yeah, so we were like really scared of it, but we had to go up in this helicopter to make it to my to my other show, um, and then uh, but the, the, it went fine. But the experience was really cool. Like I got to feel like a superstar. I mean, I yeah. was you know I was on the main stage, and then I had to run into the helicopter and take off, and they filmed me, and then my helicopter came. Uh, over Lake Dance Festival, and it landed like behind the main stage, and I crawl. I like it was such a cool experience, right? Like, yeah. it made me, it made me feel like a superstar. So, so that was really yeah. special, you know. And yeah. I got to have my my team and my wife with me and stuff. So, yeah, it was really nice experience. So you had an amazing main stage experience, and you had to conquer your fear of flying in helicopters. Yeah, 
No. I mean, I was really, really nervous. You had no idea. I was literally shaking the first 15, 20 minutes of that ride. It was like kind of 45 minute ride. And then it was fine when I understood that, okay, we're going to be all right. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh my God. You know, yeah. so, so no more helicopters for you. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say never, but I prefer <laughs> not. But. <laughs> no, okay. I, I, I can imagine. I can imagine. But you know, you made an entrance like you always do. And, and this is, I, I guess, uh, I guess perfect. Yeah. So, so about the, the the helicopter in accident, I would say in in Vegas. It, it, tell, tell us more about it. Is that it was it really that heavy? Like uh... yeah, it was terrible. Like really? my wife screwed me over so hard on that. Uh, <laughs> okay, she was she was the pilot or not? No, no, no. <laughs> Goodness, I wouldn't trust her on a bicycle. Uh, no, so it was my birthday, and on my. I, on my birthday night, we went out party, right? Um, and I, she got me so drunk. You know, the day after, she had this surprise, right? And I was so, so hungover, like, like dead hungover. And she took me up in the middle of the morning, and it was such a bad weather. It was storming. It was raining, like high storm, like really windy. And then she goes, we're going to go up on a helicopter. And I was like, and I felt so shit. I was like, oh, my God, Okay. And then we went up and that the storm just took off, like, like full on, like the, it was, the wind was so high. So like they suggest not even doing helicopters. Right. But we were already up there and we were going to go from the city all the way out to Grand Canyon. And then we're going to land there, have champagne, and then you go back. Right. And that's like, it takes like two hours just to go there, you know, halfway there this storm comes in, right? Like this, we just walk, we just drove right into a cloud. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm done. Like, so <laughs> checking out. And then we did emergency landings. I think we did three or two emergency landings. And they were like, okay, we have to go back. And that, when we went back, was the worst. And then it, it really, like, they, the, the pilot, because everybody could talk to each other and listen to each other. So the pilot, he shut that off. So no one can hear anything. You know, no. Yeah, because there was like two or three helicopters doing this together. So they were just talking to each other, like the pilots. And probably because they didn't want to freak us out. But just because it was a storm, it was a shit storm, and he turned it off. It obviously made it worse. So I was like, okay, yeah. They are telling each other now that we're going down, and we let's try to yeah. not freak them out because we are yeah, all yeah, going yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I pass out. Three really? times. <laughs> pass out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legit passed out. And my, then my wife freaked out because I did it. And it was just a ah, terrible experience. Finally, we landed. And they were like, so, would you like to reschedule? Like, we wouldn't know we want a freaking money, boy. I almost died. Are you crazy? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, it was horrible. It, it would be better. It would have been better if they said, like, so, do you want to give us a five-star review? <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, the thing is, yeah, sure. Like, he got us back safe and stuff. but. What they did screw us over was that they should have seen the weather and be like, I yeah, for sure, you know, and they still did it. So that was kind of what they screwed us over on. But well, you have a great story for, for well, in the end, it was my wife's fault, you know, she was the one who screwed me over the most. Like, I call it a murder attempt till this day. Like, I think <laughs> we tried, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, I, I hope that that's, that, that that works out somewhere along the, your relationship. But uh, yeah, I hope. Has she, has she ever made any more attempts like that, or she kept it with her? She's laughing so hard. Right <laughs> yeah, it's like a yearly thing. 
Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop this bomb to the world right now. But my, my, our family, her fi- family, my family, we all have this thing where we have, they, we all think that my wife is trying to kill me from time to time. We have six or seven murder attempts that she have tried to do on me, spread out over these years. You know, great. So yeah, yeah, this is the actual I'm, thing. Like, when things happen, my, they, my, my, our parents go like, oh, "What's it? A murder attempt?" Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's a thing now. It's a thing. It's a thing. She she set me on fire once. Oh, wow. uh, one time she, she thought she was putting off the sun on me, but it was actually uh, washing soap. Uh, and she burned me like a shrimp in the, on the beach. She she we had we hired snowmobiles, snow scoot, uh, snow scooters, and she almost drove us off a cliff um, <laughs> in Colorado. Uh, I, I, there's a couple more. I, I, I'm not going to mention them all, but like, yeah, murder attempts, definitely. I can say one though. One, I can I can name the one. This is the worst one. This is yeah. the worst one. This is the first one, and this is this is actually you can tell this is in purpose. Like, there's no accident. This is in <laughs> purpose. Okay, Go so this is where it started. We were in Vegas. I got sick. I got super sick, and I um, I had strep throat, and uh, you know I was sweaty, fever. I was like, I couldn't work. So I was like, and I'm not that person. I'm not a hypochondriac. Like I, I hate being sick, right? But somehow she thinks that I'm lying about being sick. <laughs> so so, uh, and I'm pale and laying in bed. I can't produce. I can't work anything. And she goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's some medicine, right? So she feeds me medicine. I take it, and then nothing happens. And then she, a couple hours later, she gives me more medicine. Right when she but gives you, me, that, but it, huh? You didn't see what it was. You just no, no, I thought it was like yeah, Motrin or something. You know, Advil. I don't know. Um, and then when she gives me the second round, I get instant diarrhea, like <laughs> explosive, explosive diarrhea. Right, <laughs> and I run to back and. She, and and I like I clear my whole body out, right? And then for 24 hours, literally, I couldn't sleep, could not sleep, because I was just on the bathroom. As soon as I lay down, it kicked in again. So I, I couldn't sleep. Next day, I'm so sick. I'm like, I, I have no energy. I cleared whole my whole body out. I am dying sick. I'm like, we had to go to the doctor. I'm not feeling okay. So we go to the doctor, and the doctor, yeah, okay, you got a strep throat. You, you need medicine. Do 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 do. I feel better. The time goes by. Two months later, right? We're in Los Angeles. My wife looks at me. She goes, I have to admit something. <laughs> Can I get mad? And I'll go, and I know, you know, when someone says that, you're about, you're about to lose your shit. Yeah. I'm like, what now? She goes, you remember that time when you were super sick and you had strep throat and you got explosive diarrhea for 24 hours? When I gave you all the medicine before we went to the doctor, I actually gave you laxatives. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? She goes, yeah, the first, I gave you two in the beginning. And then I thought, you know, because you didn't go to the bathroom. I was like, well, that's weird. It didn't, it didn't kick in. So when I gave you the second round, I gave you another laxative. So you actually got three laxatives in just in a couple hours. And that's probably why it kicked in so hard for 24 hours. But don't get mad. I, I, did, I thought you were lying about being sick. I thought, I should like. My butthole was so sensitive for, for uh, so many weeks. Oh, my God. That's where the murder attempt started. Right? We were like, yeah, exactly. I thought I was dying. 
I can imagine. And and does Samantha have any medical background whatsoever? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 she hasn't. That's why we think she's a killer. With me nice. and the whole family. Nice. No, the beginning, and then then it just started with all these other stories. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. So from now on, from that moment on, you basically slept with one eye open all night, right? Oh, I still to this day. It's been seven yeah. years. I sleep like this. <laughs> every time she feeds me something I need to double check everything she goes like you know when someone feeds you with a fork like hey you want some cookie and I always look and she goes why are you looking I go because it could be anything it, yeah, can, yeah. it can be a turn from the cat litter you know it can be yeah, yeah. just for her to screw me over <laughs> oh, I can imagine so maybe you should like hire someone who's with you 24-7 who, who tastes all your food before you before you yeah, for real Well, I know one day, one day I will get back on her, you know, like everything she's done. Like there's so many things. One day I will get back. Yeah, you'll get so, you get like uh, the relationship between Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Have you seen that? that, that movie? Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. Yeah. Well, hey, that, that, I mean, this is great. This is the content we want to great see. Content. This <laughs> is what we need. Case, wife. Gave him explosive diarrhea for 24 hours. Yeah. We're going to tie his wife murderer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We, so can, guess we can even make it like a, a monthly thing that people suggest ways to Samantha to try out. We make it, we make it a TikTok challenge. <laughs> How many girlfriends and wives can, can drug their, their husbands with, with laxatives? Should make a yeah. TikTok. Well, that, that sounds like a shitty challenge to me if you... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, cool. So, um, so then you know, you you've and I think the last year made that kind of worse because you've been locked up with each other for at least uh, almost a year. So you know yeah. that that we're talking to you is special now, right? Right, it's really special. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm keeping my eye on her, but like India, we're we're best friends, so you know, um, you know, we're having a good time. You know, yeah, no, I, I can laugh about it today, but. Then when I think about how I felt, because the thing is, I had strep throat. I was I was actually really sick at the same time, you know. Yeah. And I did not have diarrhea because that I was sick. It was because I got drugged with laxatives. And not one, like you give a person one, you're gonna shit. But when you give someone three, you know, like I hear a lot. I don't want to imagine. I really don't want to imagine how that feels. Oh, my God, it's like eating eating Mexican for a week straight. I guess. Yeah, no, that, that's not going to cut it. That's nothing. <laughs> that is vanilla. That's amateur. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, 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 uh, it's some crazy stories. And, and these things didn't even happen on tour. No. Just in the comfort of your own home. <laughs> I was just in your waiting bed. for her to take care of me. Like, I get, I get sick. Well, right. And then I was like, can you? And she just, you know what? I don't believe you. You're gonna feel even shittier right now, literally. Well, you learned one thing, and it's never, never to lie to Samantha, I guess. No, no. And the sad part was, I, I wasn't. I've never lied. Still, till this day, I wasn't lying then either. She like, yeah. Just she just wants to test it. She just wanted to test it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, that's 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 the way it goes. Hey, and um, and um, looking forward to like the uh, the upcoming months. Um, obviously, you know we will have some more music by you. 
uh, Samantha will have tried to, you know, kill you a couple of, a couple of times. And and what else can we can we expect from from Case? Um, yeah, so my next release is um, coming, and I'm I'm really excited for that one. That one is um, it's a really kind of a, a kickstart to this kind of new sound, um, and it's a, it's a song that I've I worked uh, on quite some time, and I think it's a, it's a very unique song. It has uh, a lot of cool features that you normally don't hear in a song. You know, you have the tempo switch and all that. So I, I'm really, really excited for that song. Yeah, no, I can imagine. I can imagine. And uh, will it also like have have dive uh, dive deeper into the sound you're gonna you know, work on for 2021? Exactly. So this, uh, as I said, this kind of kickstarts the whole thing and like introduces it, the uh, this new sound. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. And and sure. and the new, the new sound is it like uh, more vocal? Uh, is it also focused on clubby or or, or if you could like, you know, give a few examples what we can expect. I mean, I mean, my music always has been kind of mainstream, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it still is, but it has more of a clubby feeling to it. It is a clubbier sound and it, like this new song has some more clubby drop and, and stuff like that. It's, I'm trying to really push the limit on how to balance, you know, uh, the clubby. I think it's also, I see a lot of other artists releasing more club or underground music in general. And I think it's because we're missing it, you know? Mm. Uh, I think it's in general a really cool thing that people are doing a little bit more club or music right now because I believe that once things open back up, that it's going to be a catch-up effect and it's going to be a lot of things happening for the for the DJ scene, you know, mm. in a good way, where yeah. all this music is going to be so appreciated. Um, so I'm really enjoying making a little bit more club music right now, even though I'm trying to balance it, as I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can imagine. Just make sure uh, you keep up on your DJing skills, right? that you don't get rusty. Yeah, now that is in my bones, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I can imagine. And for, first, uh, if you could choose one crowd, one place to kind of have the first gig when everything opens up again, what, what crowd would you like to play for? And why? And why? It's a tough one. That is a really tough one. Because um, right now, I will literally perform for anyone, as long <laughs> as I can perform. I mean, I'm that desperate to go back on tour. If, yeah. if I could choose, um, and if I could choose something that I've already experienced, uh, once again, I would love to go back to Japan. As I said, I have amazing fans in Japan. Mm. They're so dedicated. Like, yeah. In Tokyo, I have those type of fans that uh, when I play, I can play literally any song for myself and I can hear them singing it louder than, mm-hmm. than the record, you know, uh, which is uh, a feeling. So once you experience that feeling that the crowd is singing along to your music, it's unforgettable. Like, it's so amazing, you know. Um, yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine it being a very powerful thing when... In you know when your music is basically one language, you're obviously touring a lot in yeah, it's crazy. countries, but your music is the thing they know, even if their language isn't the same as, as the language you speak. Right. I mean, one um, one of the last shows also in Europe I did was in Germany at Booth House, and uh, there's video clips of me playing my song Triplet, and the, the crowd is so loud. Yeah, it's so it. loud, and it's I, like I had so much goosebump when I played that song. I was like literally just. I was, it's an incredible feeling. Yeah. yeah. No, I can, I can imagine. imagine. 
thank you for uh, for dropping in and having a quick chat. Uh, I think I think for everyone that we really can't wait to hear uh, more of the sound uh, you're working on. Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited, and um, yeah, I think it's gonna be good. For sure. All right. right. Hey, thank you very much, and uh, thank you guys. See you soon. Take Yo. care. Cheers.